0: Good evening, and thank you for checking in to the Uncanny Inn. Tonight, you will experience Room 5, which hosts two stories. The first will be My Baby by Reddit user BTJoy, followed by The Cure to Writers Block. What I gave birth to wasn't a baby, it was a baby's scream. I felt it. The scream as it passed through my body in a bloody track, leaving wounds for the doctors to stitch. I heard the scream as it hit the air, and it continued screaming for hours after that. The midwife told me that the scream had stopped in only a few minutes. They tried to resuscitate, she'd said, but they failed. She lied. I could hear the scream down the hall, calling to me begging me not to let them take it to the incinerator. I remember the agony in the folds of my privates as I escaped the hospital with the screams screaming inside the duffel bag. The call went out to law enforcement nationwide. Arkansas woman, 37, stabbed nurse in throat, absconded with dead baby, approached with maximum caution. Another lie. I stabbed the nurse, that's true but I never absconded with a dead baby. I absconded with the baby's scream. The rest of the tissue surrounding the scream, the eyes, the nose, the lips, the arms and legs, was all just a synthetic case that the hospital or the government had made to contain the scream. My real baby had been born unlike any other. Given birth to across the country in a thousand locations, and I was the only one who could put him back together again. In January, I found my baby's eyes in a Walmart in Fort Worth. The body through which they had passed, the one that thought it was their mother, was pushing them in a cart. It only took the slightest misdirection, setting off the fire alarm, and I was able to get the piece of wetware out of my booster seat, out of the store, and into the pickup truck. We lived together for weeks, me and my baby's eyes shining green inside that robot body. The scream had begun to rot by this point, so it was the perfect time. I peeled off the skin and cut away the muscle from the scream like it was a rotisserie chicken. I used the food processor to blend and blend again until the scream, still screaming, was nothing but a red paste. I fed my baby's scream to my baby's eyes. My baby's eyes ate my baby's scream, gurgling and laughing. Now the synthetic thing I carry with me in the pickup is more alive than before. Mostly it's still an automaton, but at least its scream and its eyes are real. Yesterday we drove clean out of Texas, through Oklahoma and into Colorado. We arrived in Trinidad just after dinner time and we've been driving around residential plots for hours my baby's scream is quiet so not to draw attention my baby's eyes look out just as i look out just a moment ago we saw the shape of a baby through a house window we all know its lips are my baby's lips I had been watching her for a while, 38 days to be exact. From her schedule to the occasional company, everything about her had been documented. A small frame, honey irises, and a warm smile is what got her selected. Soon enough, it would begin. I parked my car just a few blocks away. I stepped out in my jogging gear. I kept a slow and steady pace as to not overexert myself. Double checking no one was around, I casually detoured towards her empty house. While there, her garage door was rigged and the chosen window screen was carefully peeled back and loosely replaced. I now felt competent enough to make my move. That sacred night, I stationed my car in her garage. She never used it anymore probably due to the fact that I had cut some wires ensuring you had to manually open and close its door, creating an inconvenience. This particular garage was an obvious add-on. I could tell because it had a window into the kitchen. Who would want to look out into that mess? Nevertheless, the screen peels right off and I used a screwdriver to pop the cheap frame off. My body squirmed inside and my feet safely landed on the counter below. I hid and waited for the perfect time to strike. My determination really showed itself, sitting for hours in the opening of her bathroom door. She's home before midnight. I stayed put and waited for her to walk through the dark hallway. As she came closer, I heard a light switch click. She stopped and tried a couple more times. Nothing. Gee, I wonder how that happened. I jumped out with perfect timing. She fought back but stood no chance. The pre-soaked rag covered her mouth and nose before she could grasp what was happening. A small yelp left her mouth that reached no one's ears. No one who could come to her rescue, at least. Her nails released my layers of skin, her eyes twitched, and legs weakened until she couldn't push through anymore. I drove her as a passenger in my trunk to my home. Our home now. This was roughly a 30-minute drive out of town. For some reason, I have always gravitated towards houses out in solitude. By the time I got home and popped my trunk open, she was already recovering. I let her out and she tried to run. Thank the heavens she was not all there. Her run was sloppy and led more of a zigzag pattern than anything. Without much effort, I caught up to her. She wiggled like a worm, but I dragged her to the ground, constricted her with my legs, and placed my hands around her throat. Careful as to only warrant a blackout and not death. We were nowhere near done yet. Joey takes another steaming sip of coffee from his mug. He reviews his work. It's still not good enough, but what's missing... Paragraph upon paragraph, he edits, adds, deletes, repeats. He removes his glasses and runs his hands down his face. If she could just stay quiet, he could think more clearly. His fingers massage his temples in an attempt to disperse patience through his mind. Joey glances over at the young girl. She pleads with her watery and swollen eyes, asking to be spared with her muffled pouts. Almost as if she knows once his intro is perfected, they'll have to move on to the next step. The next chapter, if you will. Chains rattle as she gives a weak jerk. A half-smile smears across his face, taking great pride into the ingenious idea he had to obtain great detail through a real-life experience. After six years, Joey will finally have a novel worthy enough to share with the world. Feeling done with his progress for the day, he turns off his monitor and heads out of the basement, making sure to lock the door behind him. That wraps up our spooks for the day. I hope that you enjoyed. Thank you so much for stopping by, but before you go, I am more than happy to announce that I have created an Uncanny Inn community on Reddit. Join the subreddit to post your stories or artwork on there. Or you can still email me at uncannyin@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Last but not least, if you're enjoying my readings and stories, don't forget to give me a follow.